Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Hey, you remember in The Wizard of Oz, where the dog Toto notices the dude and reveals the identity of the wizard? And the desperate wizard said, Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Once exposed, the gang was like, He's no wizard. He's a sham. He's Janice-faced. A real phony baloney. Man, this wizard is a peck-sniffing jive turkey. Didn't you at some point think before this, someone else had to know this, right? I mean, essentially, if a terrier could blow this man's cover, he must not have gone into this role completely alone. Other people had to know. He had to have had support. But guess what? We don't care. It's easier just to blame the wizard. See, all through history, we have had a tendency to simplify uh, inventions, movements, and or trends by the most charismatic person associated with them. Then they become the poster child of said idea. Think musically. How many of you, and you may, you may, it's okay if you do, but how many of you know who Arthur Lee is? Just off the top of your head. If I said, you know, the person who was one of the major influences on both Jimi Hendrix and on Jim Morrison. Still no? How about this? You remember he was the lead singer of the band Love. Does that help? See, if not, it's okay because Love is not played on classic rock stations, like ever. I don't know why. Love's debut album sold about 150,000 copies. Put that in perspective. The Jimi Hendrix experience, Are You Experienced, the debut record sold 5,125,000 copies. And The Doors' debut record sold 20 million copies. Now, we easily, and it would make sense to view either Morrison or Hendrix as style and substance brainchild poster children for that time. And many understandably do. Those are the posters you're going to see on the wall. But what people don't understand is that they learn a lot of what they knew about rocking and presentation and style and stage presence from Arthur Lee of love. See, we don't just do that with good examples. We do that with bad examples that rub off on others as well. Here's an example. When we think of the murders, 
that took place in California in the late 60s, what do we call them? The Manson murders. Ah, that makes sense, right? But ironically, when it comes to the most famous murder spree or infamous occasions that made the papers and scared Los Angeles half to death, Charles Manson, at least at that time, did not actually murder anyone at all in either of those two homes. He was the influencer to do so, no question. But technically, he didn't do it. So again, because of his camera-ready crazy and the desire to be interviewed and his robust cravings for attention, the murders inherited his name. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't have. Again, he masterminded the thing. I'm just sharing. Take something else, like an invention. Giulielmo Marconi, an Italian inventor and electrical engineer, pioneered work on long-distance radio transmission. In 1909, Marconi and Carl Ferdinand Braun shared the Nobel Peace Prize in Physics for the development of wireless telegraphy. Braun was a German inventor and physicist. Those two names are very much at the forefront when we talk about the history of wireless technology. And they should be. But do you want to hear something very cool and extremely pop culture cool? According to the site thethings.com, the actress Hedy Lamarr was also an inventor. And she decided to create something that she felt at the time in history that she was around would help the war effort. So she worked to create what she called the spread spectrum radio, which would literally change radio frequencies in order to keep the enemy from decoding messages. And you want to hear something pretty amazing? Our wireless technology today still has vestiges of Hedy Lamarr's work. And we probably wouldn't have things like wireless routers if it wasn't for her. In fact, the military and private companies started developing technologies completely based around Hedy Lamarr's invention. But when I say her name, do you think of that? Did you even know that? I didn't know that. Does she get any credit for things like that? Well, thankfully, a pioneer of wireless communication for computers actually found Lamar's original patent. Good for her. She, she patented the thing and realized she'd never been honored for her work. So in 1997, she was given the Electronic Frontier Foundation Award. But if you know this, really knowing this stuff in general involves two things. Number one, you got to care about it. Number two, apparently you have to study it. So let's think about this concept all the way. One quote here is, you know, when you focus on something, that focus instantly creates ideas and thought patterns you wouldn't have had otherwise. Even your physiology will respond to an image in your head as if it were reality. 
In other words, just like a computer, our brain has a search function. It seems programmed by what we focus on and what we identify with. So in other words, when we focus on a goal, the whole world begins to make sense to us in relation to that goal. But we filter the, the world for tools to help us to achieve our goal and obstacles that may get in the way. The more focused we are, the more refined the filter will be. So again, like we don't need to be actively working on a prog problem to make progress or to have our light bulb moment. Once it has oriented our subconscious, most of the time, our brain is going to do the rest of the work for us. And once you internalize this, then the true power of being focused comes to light. But you know what generally happens is we focus on things that we put in there that we're most familiar with. And that is what gets all the credit, attention, or that is our go-to thing on the subject. It's generalizing. And it's not the end of the world. I guess there's no real harm in generalizing. I mean, after all, what do we do? When we make a copy, that means we're making a Xerox. If we need a tissue, we're getting a Kleenex. Or like my grandmother used to say, go and find something to drink in the Frigidaire, darling. What we know something is, is great, but generally we identify it by the brand in a lot of cases, right? Do you guys want me to pick up some Cokes? That may be a lot of different kinds of soda for a lot of different kinds of people. Now, the sensitive area often only comes with the deletion of credit where credit is due. So let's, let's check out just one more instance of this, one where I know at least I can learn something personal from. Have you heard of Jocelyn Bell Burnell? Well, Jocelyn Bell Burnell made one of the most significant astronomical discoveries of the 20th century while still just a student. She was working on the construction of a radio telescope when she noticed an unexpected pattern of regular radio pulses. Well, she consulted her supervisor. After overcoming his reluctance to investigate further, and until their wider team finally investigated further, they ultimately wound up discovering what are called pulsars. But when the Nobel Prize in Physics was awarded for this discovery in 1974, it was given to two members of that team, but not the actual person who actually discovered it, namely Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Now, her omission for the Nobel Prize was widely criticized by top astronomers, as it should have been. But I think this is a great takeaway. Listen to what she herself said about it all. She said, It is the supervisor who has the final responsibility for the success or failure of the project, and that it would demean Nobel Prizes to award them to students. She said, 
I am not myself upset about it. After all, I was in great company, wasn't I? What a gem of a human being. What an attitude. I mean, I obviously don't know her personally, but I could use a little bit more Jocelyn Bell Burnell in my life. I need to imitate that more. I imagine that not worrying about accolades and just enjoying the ride cuts out one of the middlemen who are being happy. So good for her. God bless you. See, in this case, please, please, please pay attention to the woman behind the curtain. And by the way, if you noticed, I didn't mention any of the other names in that account but hers. If you want to put in the work, you can look up who won the awards. Otherwise, I say, we just remember Jocelyn Bell Burnell, who, by the way, is still very much alive and currently is a visiting professor of astrophysics at the University of Oxford and was named a commander of the Order of the British Empire in 2007. So there you go. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. This time around, we have for you a Refresher podcast, Pay No Attention to the Man Behind the Curtain playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast, Pay No Attention to the Man Behind the Curtain. My guess is by the time you get to the word pay, you probably won't have to type in anything else. So hopefully. So here's our 10 songs. Track number one, group mentality instead of individual mentality. From the record of the same name, we went with The Mob Rules by Black Sabbath, which was during their Ronnie James Dio period. Number two, You and Whose Army. By Radiohead. Number three, from their very first album, the B-52s with Hero Worship. Number four, King of the World by Steely Dan. Number five, Lee Scratch Perry with I Am the Upsetter. Number six, a really pretty song by The Sundays. Do you remember them? Uh, here's where the story ends, band. Really pretty song by the Sundays called You're Not the Only One I Know. Number seven, a band from Malibu, California named Ives, and their song is called The Ringleader. Number eight, Beck, Go It Alone. Number nine, from one of the first concept records ever made called SF Sorrow, It's the Pretty Things with I See You. And number 10, Hawkwind with Brainstorm. That's our new playlist. Again, just type in Refresher Podcast dash pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Guys, this show simply would not exist without you. I say it all the time. You're probably tired of me hearing it. As much as you're tired to hearing about Anchor. (laughs) But in both cases, I'm having a platform for this. And so I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. 
If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link or button under the episode description. It really does help. Many of you are doing that. I appreciate that so much. And if more of you could, it would make life a little easier on my end. Now, if you're inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, this show is yours. And I thank you so much simply for listening. Enjoy it anytime. Keep in mind also that the books that I've written, including many of my um, celebrity interview books and so forth, as well as all the merchandise for this show, including refresher t-shirts and stuff, can be found at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the man behind the curtain, Mr. John Villafuerte. He's part of the band Dive, and the song is called A Day Late. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.